Monday, July 26, 2021. Listen to the chorus on this. Just like the Pied Piper. Led rats through the streets. Dance like marionettes. Playing to the symphony of destruction. Who are those rats? Who's the Pied Piper? these motherfuckers all these motherfuckers gotta swing to the symphony of destruction you really don't have much choice right they set the stage for us we got the Pied Piper and Fauci the CDC Walensky all these motherfuckers alright I'm not really in that much of a bad mood this morning did I ever tell you I love this band it's Megadeth. The earth starts to rumble. Earth starts to rumble. Well, powers fall. Roaring for the heavens. A peaceful man stands. I was in the mood for the song this morning. I used to rock out. This is a faster version of it. That's very interesting. I don't like the faster version. I prefer the studio version. But uh, good morning. It is Monday, July 26, 2021. Like I said, I can never get enough of Megadeth. 
Uh, they were around in the 80s. I think they still produce music now, but I, I don't bother listening to them. But the stuff, man, 80s, 80s, 80s. We're talking like 40 years ago, 40 years ago. And what they wrote about, what he sang about, so relevant. It's so relevant now. So who's the fucking Pied Piper, huh? Who is the Pied Piper? Who are the Pied Pipers leading us all astray like little marionettes, huh? We know who it is. We know exactly who it is. And this morning, I have come across, oh, over the weekend, I came across a lot of really excellent articles, but I don't, unfortunately, have time to read them all. Uh, but our buddy, Alex Berenson, he published something on the 20th, so I, I'm definitely behind. I'm about a week behind. And uh, it's entitled, It Isn't Over Until They Say It's Over. So we need to make them. And uh, Alex Branson, I've mentioned him in the past. I think I've read some of his stuff on my previous episodes. He has published a lot of good work regarding statistics and the vaccinated and the breakthrough cases and all this stuff. And, and, and you know, they don't even listen to their own data. That, that's how absurd these Pied Pipers are. They don't give a fuck about the actual hard data. What they do care about is mass hysteria, fear porn, and submission. That's pretty much it. So let's just get to this. It's going to be a, hopefully a quick article. Um, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. No, this is a quicker one. There's another one that I might read a little bit later uh, that's much longer, but let's just get to it. So he says it isn't over until they say it's over. I realized something this morning. I am sick to death of COVID. Not from COVID, of COVID. You are probably too. Let's be honest, totally honest. If the media hadn't been in a frenzy in the past 18 months, would those of us who aren't frontline medical workers have any idea COVID existed? Not one of our fears February 2020 have come to pass. No mass burials, no food shortages, no one dying in the streets. That not, is not necessarily true, Alex. There are uh, some food shortages. I, at least now, I'm seeing a lot less on the shelves. So, Alex, I don't know where you're chilling or where you're living, but uh, it's not mass food, food shortages, but I believe this year we will definitely be seeing more so. Hospitals have been open and able to treat everyone who arrives at their doors with COVID or without. Now, I'm not sure if Alex is from the New York City area. He might be. Uh, but what he is forgetting here is that early on in the lockdown, we're talking March, April 2020, New York City told the EMTs and first responders not to bring people to hospitals. If a person was having a heart attack or, or, or coding, or they were basically telling the first responders, fire department, ambulance, to treat these people on the street, these calls that they will respond to as DNRs, which is uh, do not resuscitate. So again, hospitals have been open and able to treat everyone who arrives at their doors if they were brought to their doors. Um, yeah, I think Alex kind of forgot that little detail there, with COVID or without. Do you know one person who died? Personally, no. Or seriously became ill? Personally, yes, I have. I have known at least three people who became seriously ill. Not enough for hospitalization, but they were stubborn enough that they did not want to go to the hospital. Um, actually, no, four person, a former coworker, was hospitalized. So 
at least in my area, yes, there were some people who became seriously ill. Does that justify uh, what we've been dealing with for the past 18 months? Absolutely not, because uh, for all the bullshit that they put us under, honestly, they should be, you know, I should have seen bodies dropping left and right, but uh, people still alive, so here we are. Um, have you heard second or third hand of a person who was not over 75 or already seriously ill or morbidly obese who died? No. I'm just going to say it. 600,000 deaths has never looked more like zero. Now, Alex, this is another tidbit here, Alex. What you don't know is that nearly half of those 600,000 deaths were from pneumonia and influenza. They died of COVID. Not, not, I'm sorry, they died with COVID, not from COVID. At least half of those supposed 600,000 deaths were from pneumonia and influenza. Alex, you got to get in touch with John E. Hoover. You need to get in touch with, uh, oh, what the hell is his name? How can I forget his name? The John E. Hoover channel on YouTube. He does really great work on compiling the CDC data. And John Cullen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that you would be pleased if you took a look and had the time to check out his videos and CDC data. That would be wonderful because I believe, Alex, that your platform may be bigger than John's. Um... And it would be great if more and more people knew what was really going on. The fact that there is no pandemic. The fact that there were more people dead here in the United States than in one state in Rhode Island than there was all of Beijing. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. The statistics don't lie. Um, the numbers don't lie. And when you're talking about a global quote-unquote pandemic, you would not have countries of 60 million with only 21 cases. Also, there were other presidents and countries in Africa who basically outed the fact that these tests were completely fraudulent. You had fruit and goats and fucking all sorts of stuff that was not even human testing positive for COVID. Uh, and now, now, yep, a lot of those presidents are dead. All right, so let's continue with this article here. If you've never heard of COVID, maybe you would have been surprised last year to hear that your grandma with Alzheimer's, no mind left but healthy, had suddenly died of pneumonia from an outbreak in her nursing home. See, this is not an, a surprising scenario. You know, when elderly people die in homes, this happens every year. This happens every quote-unquote flu season. This happens almost every time they dispense these fucking shots. That elderly people in homes die from pneumonia, from outbreaks in nursing homes. And nursing homes are, I'm telling you, they're probably as bad, if not worse, petri dishes than hospitals. I, I have not, I've yet to figure out which one is worse. I guess you're... You're more likely to be exposed to a wider variety of things in hospitals, but in nursing homes, ma'am, there's some nasty shit in the halls of nursing homes. Uh, so it is not that uncommon for, you know, grandmas and grandpas who are in these homes to die from pneumonia or even things like uh, uh, the stomach flu, stomach virus, norovirus that passes around, uh, unfortunately. These facilities are breeding grounds for illness. <clears throat> so let's go back. If you've never heard of COVID, maybe you would have been surprised last year to hear your grandma with Alzheimer's suddenly died of pneumonia from an outbreak in her nursing home. It's not necessarily a surprising scenario. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that 400-pound guy down the street would have dropped from what you thought was the flu instead of the heart attack you expected. COVID barely exists for most of us. Still, the media and public health authorities won't leave us alone. Every day they have something else. Long COVID, the variants, the back and forth over masks, and now the vaccine and the vaccine mandates. 
even if the vaccines were harmless to everyone, and they are demonstrably not harmless, under the circumstances, forcing anyone to take them would be wrong. You see, Alex, but these motherfuckers don't give a fuck about right and wrong. They don't care about right and wrong. It's not about public health, not about doing what's right. It's about control. It's about control. But they can't help, help themselves. Not about the vaccines and not about anything else. This morning, the quote, chief health officer of an, of an Australian province told her subjects, I mean the free citizens of a democratic country, that they shouldn't talk to each other because someone in the province had died of COVID. Quote, now is the time for minimizing your interaction with others, she said. I, I don't see how the two relate. This is the chief health minister. So somebody died of COVID, stop talking to people. It makes complete sense. And these, and, I, and I've ranted about this before, so I'm, I'm going to try to keep this short. These health officers that are appointed by these ridiculous administrations, these people are, are not the epitome of health, first off. First and foremost. Second of all, you know, they're fucking, they're psychopaths. A lot of them are psychopaths. They have no position, they have no business being in a position of authority over anybody else because, as you can see, some of these health officers are either morbidly obese, uh, like to mutilate their privates, or all sorts of other sick shit where uh, they look like they've been smoking meth uh, endlessly for weeks. These people are not the picture of health, and these are the last people who should be the authority over anybody else or their children when it comes to, um, you know, how they should live their day-to-day -day lives. All right, so let's continue. Chief Health Officer Dr. Carrie Chant confirmed the death of the woman who she said was aged in her 50s. She urged those in the lockdown area not to strike up conversations unnecessarily using the example of seeing a neighbor at the supermarket as a time not to chat. <laughs> what? The only imaginable response to Dr. Kerry Chant is, who do you think you are? That's a good one, Alex. Since the beginning, COVID has been both a political godsend to the left and a big business. But I've assumed that sooner or later the public health mandarins and their water carriers in the media would have to admit the truth. They will never admit the truth, Alex. Yet they won't. I don't know if they are still truly scared. How can they still truly be scared? They're not scared, Alex. It's all part of the charade. Or if they just don't want to admit the absurdity of the last 18 months, or if they are just in love with the power we have given them. Ding, ding, ding. Now they want to force you and your kids to take a vaccine with a new biotechnology that appears less effective and more risky by the day for a disease that is the flu plus for most of us and not even the flu for the young. More than 230 years ago, France became the first European country to stand against tyranny and or freedom. Now the French are in the streets again protesting for the right to make medical choices for themselves, a right I never imagined was in doubt, not in the West in 2021. Let's hope the French government, along with the rest of the countries that still call themselves democratic and free, hears and heeds this anger, or I fear the next 18 months will make the last 18 look like a picnic. And that's that's the goal. This is from, uh, this was Alex Berenson from his substack, Unreported Truths. Uh, that, that's the goal, that 
these past 18 months were basically a trial. And they're gonna... I mean, I've said this way in the past, that they want to bring us to our knees. This is this is how they want to bring us to our knees. And, uh, and here's another one. Here we go again. So, I'm gonna pull another one from his Substack that he just published eight hours ago. And uh, he has quite a few good ones, but let's just go to Here We Go Again. He published this one yesterday, Sunday, July 25th. You know how I know the public health authorities are lying? Their own data. In the last few weeks, politicians and senior public health officials have insisted over and over that unvaccinated Americans account for essentially all of the deaths of people from COVID. We know that's a lie. At a White House press briefing on July 22nd, for example, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy said that 99.5% of COVID deaths and 97% of hospitalizations are among the unvaccinated. Note that R, please. R is present tense, something that is happening now. Murthy isn't alone. On Independence Day, Dr. Anthony Fauci answered the question on Meet the Press about deaths in June by saying, if you look at the number of deaths, 99.2% of them are unvaccinated, about 0.8% are vaccinated. I, that's total bullshit. So now he has a little segment here from ABC News, NBCnews.com. Chuck Todd. It's disconcerting to realize that we have nearly 10,000 people die of COVID in this most recent month and that we, that we completed in June. How preventable were each one of those deaths and how many of them were unvaccinated? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Well, if you look at the number of deaths, about 99.2% of them were unvaccinated. About 0.8 are vaccinated. No vaccine is perfect. But when you talk about the avoidability of hospitalization and death, Chuck, it's really sad and tragic that most all of these are avoidable and preventable. To be clear on the math here, Fauci's answer would imply that only about 80 vaccinated people, 0.8% of 10,000, died in June. These are, how do I put this delicately, delicately, big, fat, stinking lies. They are off by a factor of at least five, and probably ten or more. Let's put aside the way that public health authorities define vaccinated is not the way most people think of being vaccinated. Had one shot of either Pfizer or Moderna mRNA vaccines? You're not vaccinated. Had two? Still not vaccinated. Not for two weeks. So that's their definition, that is their definition of vaccinated two weeks after you got your second shot. In countries where health authorities are more honest, statistics on hospitalizations and death have three categories, fully vaccinated, partially vaccinated, and unvaccinated. Many cases fall in the middle category, partially vaccinated. In fact, data show that the vaccines can cause an increase in infections and death for up to two weeks after the first dose possibly because they temporarily suppress immunity by recruiting so many white blood cells to the area of injection. That's a fucking mess. The truth is that if we are treating vaccines like other drugs, we would include the partially vaccinated cases in the vaccinated category because they have occurred after treatment has begun. The United States does the opposite. When it reports statistics on vaccine hospitalizations or deaths, it ignores partially vaccinated people. They are lumped with those who have never received a dose as unvaccinated. This trick is particularly galling now that the vaccine companies and government have acknowledged the fact that the mRNA shots, B 
begin to lose their protective effect in a matter of months. And that many times, and that many people will need boosters soon. Unfucking real. Unreal. So he has a New York Times headline here. Biden officials now expect vulnerable Americans to need booster shots. Keep lining up, people. Keep lining up to get this co concoction, this synthetic concoction injected into your arm. At what point, third shot, fourth shot, fifth shot, sixth shot, will you guys finally wake up and realize that you've just shortened your timeline? Uh, it, it doesn't matter to me. You got line up, get four of them, get five of them. But the problem is that they're going to keep blaming every quote-unquote variant on somebody who's not vaccinated. They're going to blame the unvaccinated for their incessant, incessant fear of the boogie virus and of death. Uh, people just make me so sick that they're so worried, that they're so willing to listen to what these talking heads in the media say, that these fucking serpents say, that they're so willing, and then they're going to go a third time. I wonder how many of these people are going to go a third and fourth time and still point their finger at others when their stupid interventions fail. The growing consensus is that some Americans will need a booster is partly tied to research suggesting that Pfizer's vaccine is less effective after about six months. How about you just let people fight shit off naturally and, 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 and cut the bullshit or allow people certain, not even, people can go to the drugstore, you can get yourself some Fomotidine, some Pepsid. Early on in the outbreak, I wrote about this, uh, I did a podcast about this last year. We had a DARPA scientist, our friends at DARPA, early on in the outbreak, went over to Wuhan. This is one of my early, probably last summer, maybe in August, I recorded this one, but there was a... Uh, a DARPA scientist that went over to Wuhan and crunched some numbers and found that Pepsid. They wanted to see, okay, of the FDA-approved drugs, which one might be helpful in the fight against COVID? And number one was Pepsid, Famotidine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Grab yourself a bottle of that stuff because, uh, really, why do people need to go through the trouble of raising their sleeves and getting some kind of who the fuck knows concoction when they can go to the drugstore and get themselves some Pepsid or or N-acetylcysteine, which I've been podcasting about since last year as well, is part of now 19. There are 19, I believe, studies. Okay. N-acetylcysteine, NAC, which the FDA is def desperately trying to pull off the shelves. If they haven't done so already, I believe Amazon stopped selling them. I bought a whole shit ton before uh, they disappeared. And, um, not from Amazon, but from a, a, a usual vitamin vendor. But once I saw the, the articles go around, I, I grabbed what I could. N-acetylcysteine protects the lungs. There are 19 current studies going on right now about how N-acetylcysteine and, and COVID, blah, 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 but how it disables the spike protein. It's got some good stuff there. And uh, no needles needed, no inoculations needed, no study interventions, emergency use authorization. And I've said this before, I think that was the only thing that helped me when I was surrounded by sick-ass motherfuckers. I mean, these people, fever, coughing, I mean, they were like on death's door. So get yourselves together. Um, but yeah, I didn't have much. I didn't have much, a little throat tickle. I mean, I really, when I felt it coming, I, I made sure that I did and took everything I could. So it was a day of body aches and poof, it was gone. 
um, and, I, and I will credit, I will definitely credit N-acetylcysteine to that, uh, to this day. So let's, let's continue on here. It is no longer even clear whether, quote, vaccine is the right term to describe these therapies. Most other vaccines protect for decades, not a lifetime. The main exceptions, the influenza vaccines, are known to only be marginally effective and have done almost nothing to reduce the virulence of the flu over a multi-decade st uh, span. Not only that, Alex, I wish you would uh, highlight some research or the research that, po uh, that points to the fact that the influenza vaccines, not only are they, quote, 30% effective, give me a goddamn break, uh, but they are tied to immune disorders, most specifically lupus. Lupus is a pretty nasty autoimmune disorder. So it just, it'll just start attacking your organs and salivary glands and your kidneys and, and, and your fucking brain and your bones. And hey, you know, I, I guess it's a solid trade-off. You avoided, you avoided a really bad flu. Now your body's attacking itself. Perfect. No problem at all. They don't tell you this. They don't tell people this in in the drug stores. And, unless maybe they do. Maybe they hand them a pamphlet and nobody really thinks to look inside. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's only stupidity that, that's willing to act on fear and put their lives at risk long-term for a short-term solution. And, th and this, is, this is the American way. This is the American way. They've, they've conditioned Americans to not do their work They've conditioned Americans to be lazy. They've conditioned Americans to just automatically trust and blindly think that the authorities who put themselves in power have some authority. They hand it right over because Americans, in essence, are just fucking lazy. They are just lazy as hell. They love their shits and giggles. They love their bread and circuses. They love sitting on their asses and doing nothing while the government fixes it all, fixes it all for them. All right, it's too early to get mad, keep going. But as I said, even putting aside the issue of how we classify the partially vaccinated, Fauci and Murphy lied about what percentage of coronavirus deaths are now occurring in fully vaccinated people. It is much higher than the sub 1% figures they offered. This fact should, be, should have been obvious to anyone who has seen the data from England, Scotland, and Israel. They're not looking over there. They're not trying, don't, don't look over there. Nothing to see over there. Those countries vaccinated a greater percentage of their populations more quickly than the United States. They have also been much more transparent about reporting hospitalizations and deaths among vaccinated people. And in all three countries, hospitalizations and deaths have spiked in May. And vaccinated people have accounted for more than half of all deaths recently. The difference does not come from the type of vaccines either. Israel used only the Pfizer vaccine which until recently was considered the better of the two mRNA vaccines. The United Kingdom gave Pfizer many Pfizer doses too. The United Kingdom gave many Pfizer doses too. So the comments from Fauci and Murthy defied credibility. How could other countries have so many more deaths in their vaccinated populations? The answer is that Fauci and Murthy are intentionally using the wrong denominator. They say now or are. But they are comparing deaths among the fully vaccinated, which have essentially been an issue only since May, with all deaths beginning from the day the United States offered its first vaccine dose, or even possibly from the beginning of the epidemic. The United States has had roughly a quarter million deaths from COVID this year. The CDC reports 216,000, a number that will rise somewhat. 
it has had closer to 300,000 since the first dose was offered December 14th. But more than half of those deaths occurred in December and January, when essentially no one was fully vaccinated. Not even 2% of Americans were fully vaccinated as of February 1st. Deaths began to fall in February. After March 1st, when only 1 in 13 Americans were fully vaccinated, they plunged further. In the five months since, perhaps 80,000 people have died from or with COVID, fewer than died in January alone. Vaccine advocates rarely acknowledge the fact that deaths started dropping long before most people had received shots. They'll never admit that. In reality, even acknowledging that many people who received vaccines in January and February were older and vulnerable, seasonality and herd immunity seem to have a greater impact on broad COVID trends than vaccinations. Yeah, it's perfect timing. Perfect timing. But for the advocates, the big winter death numbers are handy in one way. They make the breakthrough numbers seem tiny. While Israel and the United Kingdom are rigorous about reporting COVID and vaccine data, the United States is not. Only a few states report breakthrough numbers with any regularity. I believe I just read something about the CDC not wanting to report breakthrough numbers. The Centers for Disease Control does not either. Instead, the numbers dribble out essentially out at random. You have a lot of um, healthcare workers blowing the whistle too. I've seen a couple of videos and they're saying, hey, you know, I work such and such. And all of the patients that have been admitted for COVID or blah, 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 they're all vaccinated. I mean, you know, these are firsthand accounts, but we have to take it all with a grain of salt. There's no reason why I would see any healthcare professional putting themselves at risk by making a video, making that statement for absolutely no reason. So they're putting, I believe, a healthcare worker, they have to, you know, they can lose their license. They can lose their livelihood by actually doing something like that. So I don't think that their efforts were just... Uh, you know, these are frivolous efforts to just put out some misinformation. These people are actually putting their licenses on the line by stating what they are witnessing firsthand because nobody else is going to do it. And I applaud them for being bold enough to want to get the word out. But again, it only goes so far uh, when people don't want to hear it. So we're saying, he's saying here the numbers dribble out essentially at random. But enough states have reported over time that we can say with certainty that United States had almost no breakthrough deaths before April and very few in April. For example, Minnesota reported none as of March 24th. Washington state said it was investigating two as of March 31st. Nationally, the CDC reported 160 deaths as of April 30th. I think that's complete bullshit. Essentially all, quote, the fully vaccinated break breakthrough cases and deaths have come since May. As of June 21st, the CDC reported 750 deaths nationally. As of July 19th, the number had risen to 1141. All by itself, the figures prove Fauci lied when he told Chuck Todd on July 4th that 0.8% of deaths are in vaccinated people. The CDC currently reports about 24,000 deaths since May 1st. CDC reporting lags state reporting which would mean that fully vaccinated deaths have been about 4% of the total since then, five times what Fauci claimed. It is simply impossible that only 80 fully vaccinated people died in June based on the CDC's own data. And he shows a little chart here from the CDC data, July, all deaths, the months in which the death occurred. So we had July, we had going back for December, December 2020, January 2021, February up till July 2021, he talks about all, there's a little um, printout here of all the deaths involving COVID, and they did drop down. It is summertime, you know, 
it even seasoned, seasonal flu, blah, 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 uh, drops down around this time of year to summer. And uh, again, his, his diagram here, I believe, is from the CDC. It just shows that all deaths are dropping. Deaths from all causes even dropped from December 2020 to July of this year. And um, yeah, I'll just keep going. The real percentage is likely significantly higher. Breakthrough cases, hospitalizations, and deaths have all swung up recently. And the CDC's lags means that it has not caught up. For example, Illinois is now reporting 159 deaths. New York City reported 94 through mid-June. And Massachusetts, 80. North Carolina, 61. Washington State, 65. And Oklahoma, 19 as of mid-July. That's 458 deaths in geographically diverse states and a city with a combined population of roughly 50 million, just over one-seventh of the United States population. That implies that as many as 3,000 vaccine breakthrough deaths nationally, almost all since May 1st. California and Texas have reported relatively low numbers of deaths, but it's not clear if they actually have fewer or just counting very slowly. The CDC's reporting lag means that the actual total of number of COVID deaths since May 1st is closer to 35,000 than its reported figure. If 3,000 vaccine breakthrough deaths have occurred since then, we're running closer to 10% than 1% of total COVID deaths. Further, in those few states that report regularly enough trends to be clear, including Tennessee, Utah, Washington, and Oklahoma, the total percentage has crept over 10% in the last couple of weeks. I'm almost done here. The tragedy here is that Fauci and Murphy don't have to lie. I don't even know, like, why are you being even considerate of these assholes in your article, Alex? If 5% or 10% or even 15% of American COVID deaths are currently occurring in fully vaccinated people, that's impressive protection considering that more than half of adults have been vaccinated and more than 80% of the elderly who are most vulnerable. The vaccines look to be holding up better in the United States than Israel. It's probably because they're giving, they're probably giving saline to the majority of these people. They don't have the production capacity. I don't remember reading anything about this massive production capacity when I was reading about warp speed last year. A lot of these companies had very limited capacity by the month. So the fact that they've gotten how many, 60, 70 million doses, uh, it seems highly, highly improbable, but whatever. Whatever, it's uh, it's just no no consequence to me. But if you're if you're pushing out saline vials or bullshit vials, it doesn't have this quote unquote intervention in it. It's gonna obviously look that these fucking things are way safer than they are. So let's go back. The vaccines look to be holding up better in the United States than Israel, the most comparable country. Though whether that gap will continue is not clear, since the United States was a few weeks behind Israel in its vaccination campaign and Israel Israeli cases and hospitalizations have surged this month, but they won't offer the real numbers. And as they hype the Delta variant, they refuse to admit the United States has had far fewer COVID deaths overall in July 2021 as in 2020. While the United Kingdom is now reporting more deaths now than it did late July 2020. So let's let's look at that really quick, what they're talking about there. Ah, uh, no, we don't have July 2020 on this list, unless I click on it to see if it gives me... No, it only goes back to December. All right, fair enough. So let's go back. So he says... 
but the United States won't offer the real numbers. And as they hype the Delta variant, they refuse to admit the United States has had far fewer COVID deaths overall than July 2021 compared to July 2020. And the United Kingdom is now reporting more deaths than it did compared to last July, despite having better overall vaccine coverage. Their reluctance is in part to a much larger problem, the unwillingness to offer serious cost-benefit analysis of those vaccines. They are not going to offer no cost-benefit analysis. Listen, they're going to push those fucking vials out, tell you to raise your sleeve, and be happy. They don't give two shits about the cost-benefit analysis because A, people are going to die from it. Who gives a fuck? B, if they're going to get sick from it, well, then they're going to profit more. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. No one's going to do no cost-benefit analysis. They can't be sued, so... uh the benefit is all theirs. The truth, because the truth is messy, the vaccines are clearly far from the miracle that the initial reports promised last November. Yes, they appear to offer decent protection in the short run. That's all smoke and mirrors. There's really no proof. There is zero proof they offer any protection. Zero. But they end, but they don't end transmission, and their effectiveness is fading fast in the most vulnerable people. Their side effects are real and worsen with the second dose. Their greatest benefit by far is for the elderly. If at that. Listen, Alex, apparently you didn't read the Physicians for Informed Consent uh, publication that was released early this year that said that over 74, there's absolutely no immune response to these vaccines. So that's all placebo effect um, as far as them protecting the elderly. Get the fuck out of here. The greatest benefit by far is for the elderly. Yeah, you would like to think so, but there's no proof of that either. Instead of admitting these truths, the vaccine fanatics insist on offering numbers they must know are false, as increasingly they attack those Americans who choose not to be vaccinated and demonize those of us who want to point out the truth. I think, you know, Alex, I appreciate I appreciate his articles, Alex Berenson. This is from Unreported Truths. Um, but he's still deep down inside, he's still a believer. He still believes that these interventions, vaccines in general, like, do help. And uh, it's too bad that he doesn't take the time to look at actual damages that all of these vaccines have done combined. Combined. I mean, we're not just talking about the flu vaccine. We're not just talking about this COVID-19 vaccine. We're talking about all sorts of different vaccines that they've pushed on the public. We, I spoke to you guys as smallpox vaccine or the polio vaccine, whichever fucking vaccine. I always get those two confused that uh, uh, caused leukemia. They were contaminated with the SV, SV40, Simeon virus 40 contaminated, uh, contaminant. And uh, then we have this monkeypox quote unquote outbreak. I just saw uh, an article. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline that the U.S. needs more monkeys for research. Oh, yeah. Just throw the COVID-19 vaccine? Interesting. Very interesting. Maybe these monkeys are all dying of monkeypox. That's why they need more fucking monkeys. And why are these monkeys coming down with monkeypox? Or why are people coming down with monkeypox? Well, the first case of monkeypox was isolated in a research monkey. Interesting. Interesting. See how these things all, all connect? But unfortunately, Alex doesn't really dig that deep into the details of the, the true, true evils of what's going on here. But... I think he does a good job. I think he does a good job, and he has a he has a, a big enough platform. Um, so good for him. Appreciate his article. That's Alex Berenson on Substack. Um, I like how he you know he does what he does with the statistics. I was kind of reading very quickly, so I wasn't really analyzing 
too much of what he was writing there but there was one more here let's see how long this has come out too because i don't i don't want to make this too long already 40 minutes all right guys so i got shit to do um hopefully you guys have a great week it is monday july 26 2021 and uh, maybe i'll be back later with more Substack articles is another one that i really enjoy uh the bad cat el gato malo pretty good stuff uh I'll try to read some of that and post that later. Have a good day, week, evening, and thank you all for listening. All right, real quick, I have one more for you guys. This is from El Gato Malo. Uh, really quick, fake marshmallows as justification for failed cults. See here, El Gato Malo, he has a, looks like a, a tweet. Dr. Zoe Hyde. The pandemic is a test of delayed gratification for humanity. It's a choice between one marshmallow, now, or two later. We're failing the test. And, and one marshmallow is with an asterisk. So at the end of her saying we're failing the test, the asterisk says the first marshmallow is also past its use date. It might give you a rotten case of food poisoning. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what this dumb bitch is alluding to. But obviously, uh, I've, I've said this before. <laughs> you know, they, they, they got us going gumdrop by gumdrop, basically following along the course that they have laid out for us. And with incentive after incentive, people are just following along, shuffling along, not even looking up, just picking, I guess you could say, the marshmallows off the ground. Because uh, that's what the government has laid out for them. All right. So El Gato Malo says, this has never been a marshmallow test. A classic test of delayed gratification. Wait 10 minutes to eat this one, and I'll give you a second one to go with it. It's more like one of those sneaky tests where they keep promising you a marshmallow in two weeks and then never give it to you while endlessly moving goalposts to see how long you'll continue submitting to a sunk cost fallacy argument made by authority figures. Quote, you've invested so much, just invest a little more and make it all worthwhile. End quote. But there was never a second marshmallow because none of these lockdowns, masked up, and don't go to school policies ever worked. This is the whitewash where they try to blame you for, quote, not believing hard enough for the magic to happen, end quote. It's classic cult leader behavior. When the aliens failed to come and take us all away to the promised land in their spaceship made of moonbeams, it's the congregation's fault for lacking faith, not the preachers for lying. They took all your marshmallows and your liberty with it. They never had any to give you back. Describing it as your failing is a dishonest, manipulative, blame the victim framing. This short of this sort of shabby hucksterism has no place in medicine. And I, I came across Elgato Malo recently and I really like the way he or she writes. Very succinct and um yeah, somebody writes in the comments, Lucy and the football, you should learn just not to play the game. I don't know if people remember the old cartoon, is it Charlie Brown, Peanuts, right? Lucy would always hold the football, I think it was for Linus or one of them, and he would go and run to kick that football, and then she would pull it out at the last second, and he would fall on his ass, and that's basically what they've done to us. Huh, this is what they've done to us, and stupid people. Super people, government sets up the football for you and poof, takes it away at the last second. Holy hell.
All right, guys, that's it. I just wanted to read that really quick as an add-on to this podcast. Have a wonderful day, guys. I appreciate everybody who listens really, really, really. There are times that I don't want to record at all, and uh, I've been blessed enough to have people reach out to me and tell me that they enjoy my podcast. And, And for you guys who reach out to me and tell me that you enjoy my podcast and to keep doing it, I do this for you. I appreciate it because a lot of times I'm not in the mood. Lately, I'm just not in the mood for this because it's the same shit over and over and over and stupidity reigns. Stupidity runs abound. So uh, it's hard. It's really hard. I try to be humorous about it. I try to make a joke out of it. But when you're in the middle of a fucking experiment, a live fucking experiment, it's not easy to keep your sense of humor. Uh, I'm here in New York and a lot of evil shit has gone down here. And a lot of evil shit will continue to go down, and a lot of people will die. Will die. So, they're not going to die from the COVID. They're not going to die from this boogie virus. They're going to die from these interventions that these sick fucks have instituted on us. From, From the new regime down. I live in a communist state, for fuck's sake. So, it's just, it's not going to get any brighter. People are out there, they're trying to make their voices heard. Uh, But when you have such massive collusion not just locally not just on a state level not just on a regional level not just on a country level but a global level you know you're up against something really fierce so given the time when i do have i will continue to read articles about the truths of the vaccine and um, anything that comes to mind anything that's given to me i will do my best to pass it along uh in hopes that Maybe we have a little bit of a warning. And that's basically it. If you like my podcast, please, by all means, feel free to follow me on Twitter. My link is in the um, my homepage for this podcast. You should be able to find my Twitter account. Please feel free to share any episode that you enjoy. Uh, and that pretty much... That's pretty much it. I don't get paid to do this podcast. I do have like a little sponsored segment, but like I told you guys, these motherfuckers pay me like one one penny for like every 15 listens or some shit like that. It doesn't matter. I haven't cashed out anyway, but I appreciate it's great to have and to know that the, the people who do listen to me do appreciate and um, yeah, yeah, that's basically it, man. I do this for you guys and I hope that you guys all Have a blessed and wonderful week, day, and uh, I'll be back whenever I feel like it, I guess. (laughs) Have a good one.